Talking all things business, it's your boy Simba. I'm back in the studio today. What's happening, Jade? Hi, it's <laughs> Sorry, nice I was to putting, have you back. I was putting the volume up here. It's been a while since I've been back in the studio here. But listen, it's so good to be back. Jade, how was your holiday? Oh, I was saying to everybody, it was so cool. Um, different vibe for us. Yeah. Um, we stayed at home, stayed in, in, in the RSA. Yeah. And, um, had a very cool home to house it in Belito. So it was unbelievable. Nice. But, um, different. The beach is different. I prefer the bush. Is it? I'm like a Bushburg, Midlands mm, kind of person. No, I'm not, a, I'm not a bush person, eh? I can do it for a few days. But then if they don't have like a TV in the room, but actually it's, it's, it's weird for me. I like <gasps> noise in my life. No, I, I'm a city boy. Like I'm when you're serious. Chilling out. I like noise in my life. Like if it's too quiet, I have to put music on or something. Oh, wow. So that's why the bush, oh, no. it, it kills me. It kills no. me. How was your shoot last week? And oh, no, it wasn't a shoot. You were doing some hectic yes, project Yes, I mean, I'm working on a new business venture. Oh. So oh. It's, it's, it's scary. It's stressful. It's tiring, but it's exciting at the same time. So let's see if that works out. You've got to hold oh. thumbs for me, Jade. So the face of top billing is also a aspirational entrepreneur we see. <laughs> Go you. Well, when yeah. it's not a secret, you must tell us. Yeah, so, what, so tell me about the guests you've had on the show while I've been away. Yeah, last week was pretty cool. And we got to, yeah, I guess I, I said that with it being 2015 and a new year, we kind of wanted to chat around trends and what's going on. And we had John O'Clooty come in yeah. and just, just chat around a few health like health vibes and what's going on mm-hmm. and like for instance if you're not a gym person because you know we've be, we know we chatted last year a little bit around like how with a business it's important to be healthy and like yes. take care of your health because mm-hmm. if you're not healthy really it's going to trans like transfer into everything including no, no, we your business on the show yeah. <laughs> got a TV yeah. show now yeah I, do, I know we've got to get her back actually yeah. let's make a note so anyway so Jono came and chatted around like like healthy news and, and where you can do outdoor classes with them and all that kind of stuff. And also had Greg Walker, who's just launched the Wolfpack in oh, yes? Santon. What's the so, Wolfpack? So like, um, these craft beer and gourmet burgers. They're in Parkhurst. Yes. And now they've just launched in Santon. Oh, wow. And the good news for you while you're on your little trim down yes. is they also have Banting burgers. Oh, wow. So rollless. I like that. Right, actually. Yeah, I'm just gonna yeah. check it out. Thank you, you must. For that. Yeah. So who do we have today, Jade? Yeah. So it kind of leads and still, I'm still around the whole motivation for 2015, mm-hmm. and the reason why I personally handpicked this particular guest today is because I found her brand. Um, where did I find your brand, Sam? Okay, let me say hello to Sam first. Hi, Sam. Hi there, Jay. How are you Hi, Simba. Yeah, so Sam and her husband own a brand called Elephant Shoe. Mm-hmm. And 
I found I don't even Sam, do you remember where I found it? Um was it via our website? Maybe. It might have been or Instagram. Probably Instagram because the visuals are just ridiculous. But I subscribe to one of the products every month called the I Love You Box. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the Instagram page? It's at Elephant Shoe Love. Okay, great. Yes. Yeah, I'm such a groupie. How did I know that <laughs> off, off the bat? Um, but yeah, Elephant Shoe, what appealed to me was I think there's so many people doing stationery in this mm. country and so many people trying to do it really well, but not all of them get it right. And when I saw Sam's, like the execution of it and how they run the business and how everything was so efficient, I think I'd gone on. Oh, it was, it was actually that. When I saw the I Love You box on a friend's Instagram, I was like, amazing. I want to get hold of this thing. So I went online and subscribed. The process was super streamlined. My, mm-hmm. And my I Love You box arrived. Simba, you know what I'm like. Yeah. My I Love You box <laughs> arrived. I was so happy. You never know what you're going to get. Okay. And it's just everything that makes you feel so cherished as a person. And yeah. I thought, this is a brand who's doing something special and doing it right. So, so what's the whole premise of this? So you send out gifts to people that subscribe and you send them quirky gifts that are sort of, I'm looking at the images here and it's all very interesting. It's like a, how do, how do I explain? It's very sort of old school, but you put a new school feel on it, right? Uh, yes, yes. We actually, our business is a papery brandings and styling studio and we also have an online shop. Okay. And one of our products is the Eleven Shoe I Love You box. Okay. And this this box basically is something new every single month. Mm-hmm. So there's surprise stationary goodies inside yeah. the box. And um we curate it so we design everything that goes into the box oh, wow. and every month we theme it. So um if it like we're coming up to Valentine's Day now, mm-hmm. it's gonna um Really live up to its name as the love box. Mm-hmm. And um, then obviously to introduce a new year in December, we had planners and calendars and things to get you going for the and ready for the new year. So so I'm, I'm guessing that something like this. Let's say I have a girlfriend and I want to subscribe. Right. I would get gifts sent to her every month, right? Y- yes. You guys. Yes. Okay. So you'd basically visit our so, website. Summer's obviously taking that angle. You're <laughs> no, so sneaky. He <laughs> wants to use it to find a woman. Okay, how, many, how many guys do you use it for that purpose? Um, actually, quite a few. Exactly. We, we, we get quite a lot of um, guys that do subscribe and then obviously we personalize the boxes too. So um, if it's... That month, uh, a product that has a monogram or someone's name on it, then we just get that information from the guy and put his girlfriend's name and everything on the products. Okay, fantastic. And what sort of gifts do you put in? Um, it just depends. Um, yeah, so near Christmas in November, we did a, like a gift wrapping box. Yeah. So in that box, we had like a stamp that you could use for Christmas to stamp all your brown paper packages oh, and, nice. um, you can just write your, the name and who it's from on there mm-hmm. and washi tape and envelopes and Christmas cards and all of that. Mm-hmm. So it just depends. Something new every month. Um, it's a surprise, so no one knows until they actually receive it yeah. um, what's going to be inside. Now, I want to ask you something. I mean, for someone that's starting something new like this, okay, so you've started the company, you obviously have to create a bit of a following for it. Was it tough at the beginning? And how did you get the following? Yes, actually, um, in the beginning, uh, it was just myself um, before my husband joined. Mm-hmm. And 
I didn't have too many projects at all. It was quite daunting. And I, I every every day when James would come home, I'd be like, oh, I don't really have too much work to do. And um, he, we, we chatted around it. And then I realized, you know, just like anybody who has a product or a service to sell, if nobody knows that this is what you do, they – are not going to contact you. They're not, you won't, you know, get that phone call. You won't mm. get that email. Yeah. So in the beginning, the very uh, most important thing for us was to get our brand sorted, get it on Facebook, get your social networking going with Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest. And as people start to see, hey, that's what they do, the more inquiries come through. Yeah. And I think I have to just cut in here because this is, this is very what's very rare and exciting for their brand mm-hmm. is that it's it's when you go it's when you go onto Pinterest or when you go onto Instagram yeah. it's really hard to fight through the clutter of visuals yeah. because that's what you're being stimulated by mm-hmm. right but the way Sam styles everything is just so beautiful like she'll be in her studio and she'll take a photograph of maybe a wedding that they're busy doing and she's individually wrapped the nougars and she's put like Simba and whatever your future wife's name yes, is. <laughs> so, you know, and, and just the detail, Simba, like, you know, from, I'm, I'm looking at it I mean, now. Are you on Instagram? Amazing. Yes, I'm, I'm I mean, look at those photos. Absolutely amazing. It's stuff. all so, it's not just, you know, I, I had to fight that. I had to fight back in the beginning of Instagram because you can just post a whole lot of cuck. Yeah, I've had to do a major cleanup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and one thing Sam just does so effortlessly, and that's why Elephant Shoe thrives, honestly, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is because the styling and the creative and how she executes every, it's just, uh, uh, can you hear a fan? Just, just sound like a fan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I mean, and that's, so that's what you've done so well, Sam. And I think, Thank you, Jade. I think that anybody, even if you're not in that industry, look at Elephant Shoe Love on Instagram or follow it on Facebook and you will see Sam sticks to her guns. She never tries to take, and James, cause they both, I'm sure, chat about it, but they never try to be anything else other than what they are. Mm-hmm. They highlight the stationery, they highlight the styling, and I think, I think that some brands are getting it wrong. I think yeah. some brands are starting to post stuff that's completely irrelevant. No, but I mean, uh, th- that's a very important thing that you're saying there, is like, I've, I've, I've spoken to a friend who was in branding. And you realize that what you put up, it just it represents a lot about you. And what it, if it's not what you want to really put out and what you want to portray, then don't put it up. Yeah, yes. absolutely. You know, I can't put videos of girls twerking on my page just as much as <laughs> you can't put up a, like a selfies picture. selfies in the shower in France. Where were you? <laughs> oh, no, we won't talk about that. <laughs> but, I mean, Sam, also just a, just a question around. So, for example, one of the things that you do do is – Sometimes you do style certain parts of an event for a wedding or whatever it is. And what you did really beautifully at the Good Food, what's it? Good, not Good Food. Uh, the um, Food Wine Design. Food Wine Design on, on Hyde Park's rooftop. Oh, yes. And they had the most beautiful Pims and Lemonade stand. Okay. And Sam styled that whole thing. Now, how do you conceptualize something like that in your mind? And how do you tie it back into the who the brand is? I think um, something that is the basis of who we are is um, an old world style mixed with new world design. Mm-hmm. And um, always when I'm designing or creating anything, I like to make sure that that comes through. Mm-hmm. So even if it is, you know, modern vine, using like model, m- modern um, 
substrates like vinyls and fabric and all of that, as long as you tie it together and it does still look and feel like our brand. Mm-hmm. And um, also the sort of the center or the heart of our brand is love. Um, so Can't go wrong. Yeah. I, everything we do, we put love into it. We want our um, clients to feel loved. We want our team to feel loved. And um, so just about every design we do has that as the basis. Um, so when it came to that particular stand, um, I love lemonade. I love <laughs> pims. And so the two went really well together and um, just the styling around it. You know, the old school lemonade stand that you see in the movies that yes. you no longer have around the corner. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that no. was... The, uh, the basic idea for that. Yeah, and it was really beautiful. There was no one else doing it. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I now also see the opportunity for next year, and I know we chatted about this when I saw you there, Sam, was you kind of also have to highlight both. So you have to highlight the events and, and that kind of styling side that can be created from Elephant Shoe, and then you also still have to market Elephant Shoe on its own, which is yes. the challenge, right? Yes, that really is a challenge. Um, because we are those three things, a papery, which is – all things wedding, stationery, event stationery, um, and obviously our ready-made items like our custom envelopes, tags, mm-hmm. bags, all of that on our site. And we're a branding studio, so we do a lot of small business branding with the logos and their marketing and their websites and a lot of customization oh, I should, I should around that. <laughs> And then we're also the styling, so that's a lot of um, dessert tables, candy tables, styling for shoots and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's such a mixture of creativity that it's also quite difficult, I guess, to um, continually let your um, followers and friends know what it is that you really do. Yeah, because, I mean, you can't really define – you're almost like a think tank slash styling agency, right? Yes, yes. And and I guess the main difference with us is that we design, mm-hmm. but we also make a lot of the things. Okay. So um, a lot of people come to us with ideas, and then we design them, and then we also make them um, from the printing and the, um, you know, sewing, painting, woodwork. Wow. We, yeah, so like an example seems to – to put it into perspective yeah. for you because I know it's a little bit of a challenge for a dude so we'll, <laughs> I'll throw you a bone but basically so my December box mm-hmm. um, I'd asked for a little bit extra because it was also my 30th birthday <laughs> yes. um, and I got Happy a whole birthday thank for you <laughs> and I got a whole lot of extra treats but I mean it was an e- a little I've actually bought another two James has got them in the car yeah. um, because they are so beautiful for gifts but a little easel so a little wooden easel mm-hmm. and then 12 cards that are each month so as each month moves you just move the card and a beautiful Beautiful little saying like "Love your life" and all these cutesies yes, on top yes, yes. of the month. So I'll show you when we're done. But it's basically so a little little miniature easel, no bigger than 15 centimeters high. Yeah. That was the one thing for Jan to get your year started. Then like a 50-page planner. So it says what to do today, what I'm going to eat today, a healthy thing, a, a helpful like a, a helpful thought, whatever. All mm. cute. Yeah. And I'm um, like gift tags to tag around Christmas if I had or mm-hmm. around that time. So. Everything's just so detailed and so well thought of. I get you. But now, Sam, what's your big, who's your biggest clientele? Who's buying your stuff? Um, I would say it's mainly women. Mm-hmm. Um, people with a passion for, um, stationery and yeah. beautiful design. And we always say that our, our products are there to help you live a life more lovely. So mm-hmm. things that people that have an eye for detail that, 
do like to have their spaces mm-hmm. look good, whether it's your desk or your home, you know, um, we, that's generally our clientele as well as, um, couples that are getting married, mm-hmm. um, small businesses, people that are, have great ideas and they want to, um, start their business, but maybe they don't want to go to a big agency to get their logo designed and their business cards designed and mm-hmm. that. We help them to get basically, um, the clothes of their business. Mm-hmm. Going, you know, yes, you've yes, got yes, to, yes, yes. you've got to dress for success. No, and of course. we believe that your, your logo and your branding is so important because straight away it gives, um, everyone an idea of who you are, what you're about. Um, so yeah, that's basically our clientele. Fantastic. Yeah. And also your, Talking around like dressing for success, we're currently, it's, it's so, it's so delayed. I uh, actually am embarrassed, what? but I mean, <laughs> Elephant Shoe have, we've been conceptualizing a jawbone box. Okay. So essentially, hopefully by end of Feb, we can crack it out. But in this little box is everything to do with brand experiences. So we create brand experiences. Yes, yes, yes. And I wanted to bring it to life in detail because what really matters about an event is yes. the detail. Yes, yes, yes. So our team... Um, and Sam and, and James, we kind of sat around and said, okay, cool. What are the elements that are helpful for a brand manager, marketing manager, director, marketing director? So we've come up with a f- cool few ideas. Yeah, taken- give us some of them. No. <laughs> I know. Look, see. Do you, no, see, do you see what I'm dealing I'm, with? I'm saying oh. for, for, for whoever's listening out there, they want to know. It's a surprise. Okay, you okay. can't take away from the surprise well, element. So, so that's an example. So the, the wonderful like diverse offering of what they're doing is that it's for like the mo- like the, the moms or or the like older crowd like ourselves or even young. I mean, it doesn't. There's no age, hey Sam. That's no, the beauty not, of it. not really. And I, I guess we've also realised that it's a lot of um, people that are requiring personalisation. Mm-hmm. So um, yes, maybe you can buy a notebook from the shop, but we can design a notebook and have that made for you with your name, your company's branding on. Okay. And the way that the world is going, uh, everything is about customization. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm very lucky to have James as my sidekick. So he <laughs> he basically um, we brainstorm ideas and he just phones, researches, makes it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it could be even something due for tomorrow and he's on the phone organizing and getting it done. Um, so we're lucky in that, that perspective that we can, you know, we have the ideas and the make it happen person and it kind mm-hmm. of as a team, we get, get things together, you know. Have you guys ever thought of having a stationary store? Yes, we have. Okay. Um, I would, I would say that that's probably one of our dreams. Um, but you know, as in, in everything and maybe some advice to anybody listening that your, your ideas and your, your dreams are, are in the future and you've got to take all the like small steps to get there. In the beginning, it seems overwhelming and you might have one follower on Instagram or like me, I done, um, one post on my blog and I had done two wedding invitations and I was, out meeting clients and showing them our two little samples and you know looking back I, I want to cringe because I'm thinking why on earth would they ever go with me <laughs> yes, yes, for yes. this but um, through that you do one more 
you know, wedding invite. And then you have three at the next meeting. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the power of um, word of mouth and mm. people uh, seeing how you work and loving what you do, mm-hmm. that's a huge part of um, building a business. Yeah. And, you know, have that dream, but it's step by step and eventually you'll get there. What was the big break for you guys? Um I would say it was probably um, when we started to do our DIYs on the Pretty Blog. Okay. Um, it's quite a, a well-known blog yeah, in the beautiful. wedding world. Yeah. And they've got such beautiful um, inspiration in there from the, your home, your the food you eat, recipes um, yeah. for brides. It's it's an amazing blog. And we, we got asked, um, I think it is almost four years ago, to be a DIY contributor. Okay. And um, once a month, we'll design a freebie, like a free printable or a DIY project that you can do, you can download, and um, it helps, like we said, I said earlier, to make your life more lovely, you know, mm-hmm. a poster, a diary, tags. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and I think, I think what this lends itself to, we've spoken about this before, if you are in a place with your brand or business and you're not sure... Just like Sam said now, how she's gone, um, obviously the pretty blog is a, is one of the most like leading blogs in terms of wedding, styling, creative. It's amazing. I subscribe. It's, it's just, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you've got to do. If you, it doesn't, you don't necessarily have to be in design. Whatever you're in, if you're a dude supplying tires or if you are doing software backup, find leading brands who are willing to punt you know, the smaller dudes or who are willing to have you affiliated to them because starting that relationship is where you're going to gain the momentum for your brand. Just like Sam said now for Elephant Shoe. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I look at their Facebook. Oh, how many? 8,000. Yes. That's yes. amazing. Hey, Sims. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's very good. Facebook. That's Thank very good. So, I mean, she's saying where they started, it was literally like, ah, Orky is one yeah. follower. Yeah. yeah. And just by... Clever collaborations. Mm. That's what it's all about. And, and also it's, it's, it sounds quite cliched, but it's taking that first step. And, you know, you've got, if, if no one knows that's what you do, um, you're never going to move forward. So you've got to take the first step, even sometimes when it's scary and you think it's not perfect. It's not, it's not exactly how I would want my logo to look or it's, it's not exactly what I want to be offering. You've got to start somewhere yeah. and it, and it can grow and it can lead into something. It's better than sitting back and saying, okay, well, I'll never have the money. I'll never have the time. I'll never, you know, be able to do this. Just start somewhere. And, you know, like, like I was saying with the pretty blog, in that case, it was, um, a great friend of mine from Black Frame Photography. We put a shoot together, um, for, um, that British wedding that happened. Yeah. And, um, we, <laughs> um, four years ago. And we put it together, some DIYs and that, and we submitted it. And it was, it, it took that action as, Doing that and then submitting it and then there were so many great things. Great things that followed from that. Right. Yeah, I mean, also it's it's that's what I'm such a fan of brand collaborations. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of, 
understanding who to partner with with your brand. Yes. And sometimes don't be af- it's 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 like what I always talk around mentorship. Like don't be afraid because the person that you really really like get, want to get some advice from is so much bigger than you. And it's the same with a pretty blog. Like it can be quite overwhelming because you think yes. flip. That's the pretty blog. This is my brand. Will it work? Will they like me? Won't they? What's the vibe? Yeah. And like Sam's saying, just do it. Like what have you got to you've literally got zero to lose. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, well done, Sam. I, Thank I'm, you. you. You know that I'm your biggest fan. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite ridiculous. As she asked you for a selfie. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think we'll have one at the end of this. So. <laughs> exactly. Um, so where can people find anybody who doesn't know Elephant Shoe Love yet? Um, I encourage you to, to, to find them. Um, but where can they find you? I would say the best, um, route is to visit our website, mm-hmm. which is, um, www.elephantshoe.com. Dot com. Yes. And on there are our social media links in the top left. So our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, Pinterest accounts are all there. So you can see everything that we're up to. And I was saying to Sims this morning, one of my favorite things about the brand is that Elephant Shoe, if you mime, I love you. That's what it says, hey? Yes, yes. So if you mime... You girls are so soppy. I know. I know. So, Sam, thank you so, so much. No, thank you very much for having me. I'm following you on Instagram now. I love your work. Thank you so much. Thanks, Simba. Cool. We'll speak to you guys now, now. Thank you. Bye. And we're back. I hope you guys are doing well. Thank you so much for listening in. Jade, we're back with a new guest. Mike, welcome back. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Man, what's been happening? How's your festive season? It was good. It's nice to get away and have a break. Um, go down with uh, the whole of Joburg to the coast. <laughs> but did you actually take a break or did you like cycle there or something? Uh, we don't really ever take breaks. We, uh, <laughs> we're crazy people, cyclists. We've got yeah. to train over December, so we start the season strong. Um, no, it's a joke. So we look at hills and look at trails and think, hmm, that'll be quite nice to ride up. I, I get, I get that though. I used to be, I used to be in the bodybuilding world, Jaden. I tell you, no, seriously. And what? So you can't pass a gym without going in? No, no. But it was, <laughs> what, what was so bad about it is we were in there every single day. We train six days a week. If we even train up until Christmas Eve. We spend Christmas with the family, then we're back on Boxing Day. Sure. So I understand the extremity oh. of it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's uh, some say it's a disease. No, I think it's just a passion. Yeah. But now listen, we, we're going to be talking trends with you. Mm. We want to talk about some of the trends within cycling. So what's what's happening in the cycling world? Sure, lots. Uh, the, the industry's changing quite a lot. Um, it's very much become uh, more of a big business. So yeah. the big retail chains, uh, you, you've seen the growth of, of a couple of brands changing from your typical mom-and-pop style 
um, store, someone who had a hobby, liked cycling, decided let me make this something a bit more and opened up a bike shop. So the trend um, is people taking it more seriously as opposed definitely. to Definitely. So it's it's big business now. Cycling, I think the stats were last year that cycling as an industry became the, the biggest sporting goods industry in the world. Wow. And that overtook, um, I stand to be corrected, but that overtook golf and, and football, uh, the two the two big ones internationally. But why why has it become such a thing? Is it, is it the fitness element to it and people are so much more conscious of their bodies or what? I think cycling is just, it's just got so many facets to it. You've got the whole transportation of, um, of, of the sport and the industry and the lifestyle. You've got the networking ability of it. Um, cycling as a sport, as an industry, has been spoken of for years now. People pay lip service to it um, and now people are starting to do something about it. But it's been spoken as the new golf. And the reason they say that is because golf's always been the networking lifestyle mm. sport and industry where it's kind of a tool that you use. You can go out and have a four hour round of golf, conduct three separate meetings with your, with the rest of your four ball yeah. and come back and you've closed a couple of deals and made some networking. Yeah. Um, cycling now can do that. The beauty of it that I see, and I know golf well, um, is that you can get out and see most parts of Joburg, most parts of South Africa that a lot of people don't even know exist. Mm. And they can be 10, 15 minutes from here. That's true. You can also involve your family and not to, not to knock other industries and, and, but there is a negative thing aligned to golf and the whole 19th hole. Yes. Um, with your golf, <laughs> with, with your golf widow sitting at home. Yes. Whereas now. Your nine- golf widow. <laughs> Now you can involve the family, you can bring the wife along, or if you're cycling, you can bring your husband along. Um, it can be It's a nice way of getting your spouse to lose weight without actually telling them they need to Absolutely. lose weight. Absolutely. It's a subtle, and subtle way. And the screen's not subtle, yeah. hey? No. Here, here's um, a bicycle, Angel. No, 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 no. Here's a bicycle, Angel. <laughs> I know you've always wanted one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that, I think that's very interesting. Jade, you got anything? Yeah, I think, you know, what excites me about the biking world and then what complete cyclists are doing and how they're evolving it's so encouraging for this country mm-hmm. i mean we are, i know this, we're sometimes a little bit behind the wave um but i think with this specific industry i actually think there's some things that we're doing that are super cool that you know other parts of the world look at and are like wow like especially with the terrains and landscapes and things that we have but mike just just around the evolution of your brand and how that is kind of marrying with the evolution of, of biking, both on mm. the road. And when I was writing the post this morning, I wanted to ask you something because I didn't want to sound like a douche, but do you, do you, do I can deal, but do bikers get upset when you say like mountain forward slash road bikers? Not really. I think, because you guys are precious, let's this be is, fair. Yeah, someone, someone <laughs> once said to me, you know, you match your helmet to your shoes, to your socks, to your bike. You're not a cyclist. You're a power ranger. <laughs> wow. <And> it, <laughs> it kind of made me laugh a little bit. But um, you do get your d- different pockets of the industry, your different disciplines. You've got your triathletes. Um, you've got your road cyclists. You've got your mountain bikers. Um, each one has their own specific style and way about them. And I see and I have seen some divisions and barriers between them. A lot of those are being broken down. We as a brand want to break those down. I think as an industry, it's quite nice for people to get involved in things. Um, triathlon, there's a multidiscipline act, uh, sport that, that people can get involved in. There's swimming, there's running, there's cycling, there's big events. Uh, you know, in, in April, um, Discovery's putting on quite a big event um, in, in Cape Town. 
And oh, it's wow. going to be the, I think, the one of the biggest triathlons that the country's hosting. So no, what's premium so the secret? Are you allowed no, no. to tell us? So it's in April. So it's the WTS um, triathlon in Cape Town. Oh. And it's a huge event. I think last year they had between three and 5,000 entrants. Wow. I want to have something like nine this year. So it's massive. It's absolutely massive. They've got corporate challenges. and So that just shows the multidiscipline side of things. Uh, we're going to be quite involved in that. Yeah. Um, but it just shows that not only the sport is developing to a point where you're hosting massive international triathlons and cycling events, um, the Cape August uh, cycle tour, mm-hmm. um, that's in March, and then November hosts the Momentum 94.7 yeah. um, Cycle Challenge. And those are t- the two biggest cycling, time cycling events in the world. Like so internationally, serious. we're on the map. We're very much on the map. Do we, you, we've got the Absa Cape Epic, yeah, and yeah. that's, that's, that's hailed as sort of the, the Tour de France of mountain biking. So there's multiple How events. How is that ice one? Isn't, he doing, yeah, isn't uh, Kevin the, uh, doing an ice one now? The Snow Epic. Yeah. Snow Epic. That's, Why um, do that's you want to epic. die early? <laughs> I don't know. Well, Sophie, they say he who dies with the most toys wins. So I get you. Just get a fat bike, get a, get a tri bike, get a whatever. Quite, I mean, that, that that is another brand. Hey? I mean, we're, we're involved from the Energade point of view, but Absa Cape Epic is one of my favorites. It's huge. Have it you is done one, it before? No, don't be retarded. Do I look like I've done the Absa Cape Epic? That's, ne- that's next year. My brother Rod has done yeah. it. He's he's a machine. That I, I don't know how he does what he does, but there's another brand who's yeah. just the elite way it's managed. Mm. Everything just ties back into the brand. But back to back to you and where we were in mm. the beginning was saying, how have you noticed that you've had to evolve complete cyclist and its offerings with how the industry has just gone bossies? It's, it's been an interesting journey for us. I mean, it started off much like I said earlier, you've got your hobby turning into a, into a business. And back in 2007, my current business partner and his business partner uh, started bringing in some products, a um, couple of brands from Europe, uh, distributing them to stores here. Um, in 2008 9 uh, we we sort of I, I joined my business partner Scott McKenzie, yeah. uh, major shareholder of, of Compete Cyclist, and the business became a reality. And we um, we sponsored uh, Team Med Scheme, Malcolm Langer, you know, very very well known popular cyclist in South Africa. Mm-hmm. We sponsored them for two years with bikes and wheels. Got into it. We very quickly realized that distribution wasn't quite for us just yet. We kept it. But uh, in 2009, Complete Cyclist was born. The brand was born. We wanted to trial it and test it out. So we, we used some spa- office space in four ways and uh, designed the logo. The brand was born. And in 2010, October, officially, we had our first retail store in Bryanston. Wow. A little 100-square-meter bike shop. And, and off we went. And the, the growth was quick. In 2011, we were approached by a store in Hart Bay. That wanted to be a franchise store. We had yeah. never advertised that or looked for it. Um, the guys down there, Chris and the team, approached us, and they became Complete Cyclist Hout Bay. Wow. And in 2012, we moved to a bigger store in Bryanston from 100 square meters to 400 square meters. Um, and then Is that the one just of William Nickel? That's right? the one. It, yeah, it's on Main Road right next to uh, Sanson Mediclinic. So yes. quite mm. prominent, nice and visible. And then... Big change or nice change for us came with partnering with a brand like Specialized. Um, Specialized mm-hmm. South Africa, huge brand in this country, very well known. Great bunch of people to deal with as well. So a good brand, good people, good service. It all lines up. And uh, we did a complete uh, shop fit. Excuse the pun. Nah. But uh, in 2014, in January, we relaunched, uh, relaunched our Bryanston shop as an elite shop. 
which internationally is quite quite big. Uh, we put a mezzanine floor together. Our mezzanine floor was 50 square meters bigger than our first shop. Wow. So the growth was fairly quick, and yes. the shop fit um, was completed and relaunched as a, as a specialized elite shop in Johannesburg. Um, still complete cyclist. That's our brand, but we're known very closely aligned to specialized. I just want to ask a quick thing. Do you ever, I mean, some, some people go through, I mean, the world goes through these trends like, cool, mm. this is the big thing now. Sweat 1000 was the big thing. CrossFit was the big thing. Do you ever worry that this could just be a phase? Uh, yeah, I suppose it's, um, you could call it a worry. You could call it a number of different other things. But uh, there's certain growth. I think yes. the industry growth at the moment, you're looking at around, there's different reports that are shown, but between 12 and 12.5% per annum in growth in the industry in general mm-hmm. um, there are changes no one knows where you know where the where the roof is no one yeah. knows when the bubble is going to pop as they say true that so it is a worry but i think you've just got to keep uh, you've got to be dynamic you've got to move with the changes you've got to look where different revenue streams are mm-hmm. um different people getting involved in the industry different ways to um, change your service to to offer more to a to an evolving market. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's a lot of like normal everyday people that are coming in and buying bikes. Have, has the prices pricing changed? It has changed. A lot of people see it as as you know, it's increasing uh, a lot. Um, ask, ask Mike how much his bike costs. Ask him. How much does your bike cost? I didn't buy it. I no, 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 no. <laughs> how okay, much is it worth? Okay, if Simba wanted to go into a store and buy your bike, how much would it retail for? My yeah. bike. Be honest. My road bike. Yes. Well, uh, you see now you've done something sneaky there because you've probably given me the cheaper version. It's a very clever way of avoiding the question, isn't it? <laughs> no, my road bike, you, you, I've got a, I'm on a road bike now, carbon fiber road bike with carbon fiber wheels. You're looking at about between 80 and 100,000 rand. Mm. Um, yeah, no, a, bi- a bike. Mm. But, Have but, the prices increased? Nah. Yeah. But the value, the value. I, I thought the prices had gone down and that's what's probably made more people. Oh, no. The value is good. More so accessible to people. That's you what can I'm get thinking. on a bicycle nowadays for anywhere upwards of about three and a half, four thousand rand. Mm. Something decent from a specialized, specialized range, uh, runs from about six thousand rand, um, excluding kids' bikes up to in the region of 150 to 160,000 rand. Um, so there is one very limited edition bike. It's actually going to be on display at our launch next week <gasps> of Bedford View. But it is a one-off McLaren designed specialized tarmac. Uh, it's two hundred and forty-five thousand rand. That's a car, my guy. That's a car, yeah. my guy. <laughs> Not really, because if you look at a Lamborghini, I don't think you can buy a Lamborghini. Really, two hundred and forty-five k for a, a McLaren built bike. But that is a one-off, very very special. We yeah. need to get out of agency <laughs> vibes and we need to get into the bicycling yeah, world. Is, what are we doing? Yeah, that's, that's one in a, one in, there's, no. there's 250 in the world so and there's, there's only going to be one in the country. Are you auctioning that off or? No, it's been purchased. It okay. has been purchased already. Yeah. Okay. okay. So for, for By my, whom I can't say. So, so, so we're, we're definitely in recession. <laughs> hey? Yeah. Well, it, it just shows, I mean, the, the, the country, I think I heard stats of the, the Aston Martin dealership in Cape Town being one of the, one of the highest gross dealerships in the world. Wow. Um, I think Ferrari's just shown one of their best years in their history uh, internationally. So, yes, I think they're, they're, times are tight. I think retail this year is going to be difficult. There's no, there's no two ways about that. But, again, it's back to being dynamic and changing and, and tweaking your offering and your brand 
and your service to to offer more to people. Yeah, and I think also if if you own a brand, whether it's whatever your product is, and you're thinking of opening a store, one thing that Mike's done really well is that if you go into a complete cyclist store, I don't think you wait longer than about seven seconds. Someone greets you, even if they can't help you there and then. They sure. kind of you know they they inform you that they're just busy with someone. They'll be with you in a moment. Um, it's just an experience, and this is what we keep trying to drive, that if you're going to own a brand or if you're going to try and drive your business, what are you doing to be different? Because yeah. if you're not, you, you, you're not going to make it. Because yeah. think about Mike. Here's Mike. There are many places you can buy a bicycle. You can even buy them online. Sure. But there's just something about going into a complete cyclist store. You get the attention. You get the service. You get the expertise, which sure. is nice. Um, so you don't just have some kippy. Um, you know, especially, I mean, especially with, I'm sure some of the guys. He doesn't just want to write his name on your barcode so you can get his uh, commission at the uh, till. <laughs> wow. So, wow. Yeah. no, I mean, that's, the, there's different no. ways about it. There's options in retailing. You're either going to do massive, massive volume and turn huge u- units, making a small margin and making money, or you're going to offer a service and a product, but linked to your experience and your service. Yeah. That's your unique selling point. That's your, that's your draw card for people to come to you. Mm. Um, on, on what you're saying there, we're very much about the relationship. Uh, we don't want a person coming in buying a bike, uh, quick sale, thanks very much, nice to meet you, and off they go. That's not what we want. We want that to be the start point. We want to mm-hmm. then know you for six months, a year, two months, three years. For as long as you want to cycle, we want to be the go-to person for that lifestyle. Yes. We want to you know, hold your hand through that journey of getting into cycling, mountain biking, road biking, mm. whatever it is, uh, referrals. Um, you have a good experience with us. Myself as a businessman and a marketer, we know that those referrals come with uh, with uh, you know potential sales. Mm. I like so, the fact that you said that, that you want to get to know people. Absolutely. I think a lot of brands, I think in South Africa as well, have forgotten to do that. Yeah. They've forgotten about the brand experience. Sure. Yeah, and also I think where I saw that so like you didn't have to do it, but with the girls, with Haley Owen and Lilo, yes, um, Lee Crimble, um, on the Smile Foundation, on that whole campaign, yes, um, complete cyclist. hours away. I know, complete cyclist. No, he's I lying. was away. I uh, was away. Okay. I was in Italy. Yeah, oh okay. yeah, because remember he committed. <laughs> that was the best. Remember he committed. Yes, yeah, but I did yeah. say that I might be. Okay. <laughs> yeah, lucky because that route was harder this year, apparently. But w- what complete cyclist did so wonderfully there, and we often encourage, is. It can't all be a selling game. And, mm. you know, that was a complete give situation from Complete Cyclists where they got behind the girls. Um, they supported them with technical knowledge, support, training, kit, bikes, whatever they needed. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I'm telling you now, it was through that that got them through that race. Okay. Because if you don't have the support on that bike and you know nothing, like if I walk in there now, I'm completely overwhelmed. Like I even, no, I can believe that. You know what I mean? Like Sven and I sure. are buying bikes now. We, we want to buy bikes from Mike and, Mike had sent us photos last year, and they might not be in stock anymore, whatever it is. But I'm just like, it's like buying a laptop. <laughs> because sure. I know nothing about it, I'm like, it's a, it's a daunting yeah. industry. And, and the sport, you, you walk into the industry, you don't know much about it. You've got some questions lined up in your head. And you may leave not having asked some of the questions. And that's mm. for us as a problem. So we want to be as, you know, uh, you know, we don't want to be daunting to walk in. You don't want to walk in as a novice. And there's one four or five guys um, with chiseled legs that look like they're European racing pros. <laughs> You're not going to ask them about those ski pant things with a nappy in it or whatever, however you want to term <laughs> it. 
um, or how to change a tire. Or, <laughs> so you you know we we want to be as uh, as sort of low barrier as possible, and also as a brand now with with social media the way it is, mm-hmm. we are we need to be approachable on every single level. We've got guys booking bikes in um, and asking queries with direct messages on on Twitter, Amazing. people tweeting us about services and offering and products and Facebook and you name it. Um, so we need to be approachable on all levels to anyone. Okay, so let's say I walk into your store. I know I know nothing about biking. Last time I cycled was on my BMX. <laughs> now I want to <laughs> I want to take Bronx. it a little more seriously. I want to make it a bit of a hobby and go and cycle with the family. Where where, where would you start? I think that that's exactly it. You got to look at what you want to do with the bike. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, we'd look at the different offerings. Your immediate split is road or mountain. Okay. Often people are swayed by. They, they call them hybrids, but it's a bit of one, bit of the other. Yes. It's kind of directly in the middle. We steer away from those, mainly because it's not good at either. Okay. Um, it's only recently where brands like Specialized have started, started looking at tweaking a road bike to make mm. it more off-road going. Um, yes. They've got new products called, uh, you know, Diverge. They've got cyclocross bikes. Cyclocross bikes are a bit more specific. It's more for racing cyclocross events that are big in Europe and tiny here. They're almost non-existent. Okay. But uh, looking at road or mountain, um, my personal opinion and, and my staff would would probably come up with the same stuff as we've done it all through training. You um, you look at a mountain bike as more versatile. A mountain bike you can go on road, you can go off road, you can yes. do whatever you want with. Yeah. Uh, you can also change the tires. To make them more road going and go and do something like the momentum. Which are the smoother, the smoother tires. Exactly. Right? You call them slicks. Yeah. So, um, you can probably look at something like that. Mm-hmm. And then that, your money just goes further. Okay. Um, then if you want to get onto a road bike later, you use the same pedals, the same helmet, the same everything, and you just put that onto a road bike. So your money again goes a bit further and it's more versatile. So we'd probably look at a mountain bike. Um, budget does come into play. Yeah. Retail wise, the worst question to ask someone is, oh, how much do you want to spend? You know, that's the worst question to, le- to lead with. Yeah. However, it is important. It's like buying a car. You can't walk into a BMW dealership and say, have you got a price list of your cars? I'd like to buy one. Uh, well, they range from 200,000 Rand to 1.93 or 4 million. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there's quite a range. So there, you, you do need to have an idea of how much you want to part with. Um, included in that, you need to think of it as a total package. You have to buy the spares, the helmet, the shoes, and so on uh, with your bike. So if you've got 15 to spend, it's probably not 15 on a bike. It's probably in the region of 13 or so on a bike, Mm -hmm. and then the rest on spares and accessories and so on. Um, We like to walk people through that so that they don't leave and then get out there and have a puncture and, oh, well, you know, where are the things to do all this stuff with? Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, well, someone didn't give those to me. And that's a problem because with cycling comes nice freedom. But if you don't have all those spares and can't get home, you're not really free. You're yeah. stuck again. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, I mean, we know the brand. I love the brand. Um, but if other people would like to find you, um, I know that your stores on Main Road. Yep. We've got our main store and effectively head office is in Rhinestone, number five Main Road, right next door to Sanson Mediclinic. We have a – the franchise store in Hart Bay has become part of the group. It's actually now owned by us. Uh, we've partnered with the guys down there. That's on Victoria Road, opposite the, or just near the spa. It's actually on the Cape Argus route. Uh, oh, nice. And then big news for us opened in, in December, but with Specialized next week, we're officially launching our Bedford View store, which is in the Bedford Village Center on Van Buren Road. Amazing. So a big event next Thursday, launching that store. It's, uh, it's now a 700 square meter 
six or seven work bay uh, workshop. It, mm. It's a big store uh, and, and an offering to the east. Um, and it's ripe. It's a ripe market for a, a really nice, good store out there. We think it's good. We want to show people it's good. Mm-hmm. And most of most of your social platforms are at Complete Cyclist, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we're on Twitter. We at Complete Cyclist one word. Uh, Instagram, same thing. On Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash complete cyclist. And cool. uh, those are the main areas. Otherwise, complete, complete cyclist.com. That's our main website that has all the other information. Fantastic. Cool. Any well, last words, Jade? Yeah, I think just to, I mean, w- my main thing is that just remember if you haven't even thought about your brand yet or you're thinking about your brand and you're completely overwhelmed by the thought of starting something new, Mike was there once. Um, so it's doable and just look at the brands around you in this country who are achieving it. Ask for help, but you can achieve it. You can do it. So keep focused and we will be back next week. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week, Wednesday.